You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Western and Southern Financial Group. Put our financial strength behind you. It's easy to get started. Visit westernsouthern.com. Now batting, number one in our hearts. At least he'd like to think so. It's the Jim Day Podcast. What's happening, people? Thanks for downloading us, clicking on us, however you listen to this bad boy. And I am doing something very rare. I usually don't do this because these podcasts, for the most part, are very evergreen. They're not really like timely, what happened that week, etc. However, when your guest is someone that you recorded a podcast uh, with on a Thursday, and then he and the team go to St. Louis and sweep the Cardinals four games, which they haven't done since 1990. I said 1990? And he caps it off in a crazy game on Sunday. The Reds blew a 7-0 lead, only to have Winker hit his third home run of the game to win the game, along with Lucas Sims escaping near death in the ninth. Incredible game. An incredible season so far for Jesse Winker. It's the second three-home run game of the season for Jesse Winker, and we're in early June. No Red has ever done that. No one has ever had two three-home run games in a single season. We're in early June. So, I couldn't come on this podcast and not at least acknowledge that, folks, this was recorded before the incredible weekend. However, I think you will find, once you listen, that it's not going to make much of a difference. Only other than to acknowledge it. Because you're about to hear a very revealing side of Jesse Winker. I wasn't no, wasn't sure what to expect. He's been on the podcast before. He's a very funny guy, but he's he keeps it close to the vest. You can hear it in his interviews. Uh, you even heard it after the game when I interviewed him about the three home run again. I was trying to get him going about how incredible it was. But he was kind of close to the vest. Um, you know, not too excitable. Tries to keep even keel. So you'll see that it's a very revealing interview. And I hope the first of many, because there's a lot of layers under there if he would just let people in. So without further ado, pre-St. Louis four-game sweep, this is a conversation that I know you're going to enjoy with Jesse Winker. As we welcome back to the podcast, I... I sort of knew this dude before he was big time. He's he's a big deal now. <laughs> Nationally, the way he hits, he is Jesse Winker. How are we doing? Jim, Jim Day. What's up? Sorry, I'm just putting a sweater on. I'm in my hotel room and it's we got to crank down the 60s. I'm putting a hoodie oh, on. See, now you're, you're on as we record this, you're on the road, you're in St. Louis, full disclosure. Yep. And are you like me because I'm I like need to sleep in an igloo? So I I get those hotel rooms cranked down as far as they can go. 
Yes, I am the exact same. I get it as far down as it can go, and then if it's not cold enough, I'll ask for like a portable fan. Yeah, I've done the same thing. They look at me yeah. like I'm nutso. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm the exact same way. It's I think you know I two great minds thinking alike, Jim. So I mean, <laughs> well, some I of say? those hotels don't do not crank down far enough, and that makes an angry me too. Some of those that you get in July and August and it just can't get cold enough. Yeah. Some of them have like, I don't know. I don't know what the right word for it is. I know like, so in the, I remember my dad had a truck one time and I think it's called a, a governor in yeah. the engine where you can't go above a certain, like, right. I think it's the same thing. Like it can't go down. Yeah. That's a good a way certain, to put it. Yeah. So yeah, if that's but, the case, you just have to kind of, you have to counter, you have to counter, you have to make a counter move. And so then you, you call in the big guns and you bring in a fan. <laughs> hey, let me let you in on a little secret. And I, I believe I'm going to be throwing Jeff Brantley under the bus here. But he will call down and he'll get them to adjust that governor. So his thermostat goes down. <laughs> so it's possible for you to make a call at okay. some hotels. All right. Well, you know what? I appreciate the tidbit and the tip and I'll probably have to use that at some point. Anything to keep you comfortable and keep you swinging. I appreciate that. Thank you. Jen. Hey, what's the, I mean, what's the difference for you? I you know what? There might not be any difference cause you could always rake, but this is a consistent rake and this is a top of the league rake. So is there anything different that you're doing or is it just like maturity? I think, I think, um, you know what, man? I think it's just, uh, this is going to sound cliche, but I think it's just a lot of like hard work, but working correctly for myself, like, like working correctly on a swing that I can repeat in the game. And, you know, we've got great hitting coaches here that I work with. Um, and it's really just, you know, just really working hard. You know, baseball is not an easy game by any means. And it's, it's, you know, just just taking pride in, in the work and and really going all out with that because at the end of the day, I feel like as a hitter, you know, that's that's everything we can control is the is the work and the preparation we put in. You know, um, after that, it's kind of out of your hands, right? You could you could go up and you can have four outstanding at bats and not get a result that you're looking for, and that's just the nature of that's just baseball, right? Right. Um, but I've really fallen into this stuff before the game when it comes to hitting and preparation and, and, and stuff like that. And, you know, for example, um, during batting practice, Jr. house throws me every day and he just doesn't lob in batting practice. He like gets on the mound and it's like a competition and there's banter and there's, and there's trash talk and it's a lot of fun. But for me, that's just like an example of like, it's competing before, the game and it's just uh it's it's a lot of fun and like if if you know if he carves me up one day he and if it's you know vice versa i let him know about it it's just a lot of fun right and um but for me i just feel like that's a great way to prepare for the game and then like you can kind of hang your hat on some preparation like that to be like you know i did whatever i could going into this thing you know and that's just kind of for me that's just kind of how i look at it um you know i i and that's just how I, I, I've approached it. I've, I've kind of approached that. I approached it the same way last year as well. 
Um, but really learned a lot last year and, you know, I've learned a lot from my teammates, especially. Um, so it's just kind of applying things that I've learned and, you know, things that I'm continuing to learn every day. And I think, does that help? That's really my answer. No, no, that, that, that's a very insightful answer and a long answer. I love it. And it it includes J.R. House, who I, I don't know how he doesn't throw his arm out. I've, he's, yeah, he's like I mean, the rubber he, arm. He's unbelievable. Yeah. It's fun, man. He gets out there and he start. you know, it, it, it kind of started in spring training as well, where, you know, um, he was just getting out there and throwing fastballs, throwing curveballs, throwing changeups. And I really, you know, I was like, wow, I really like this. And, you know, it's, uh, I appreciate what, what he does for sure. He gets out there and he just lets it rip, you know, and he just throws all day and, um, it definitely helps. You know, it definitely helps me. So I, I appreciate him for doing he that. He can throw hard. How about some, um, for those that don't know, J.R. House is the Reds' third base coach. He's also the catching instructor. And he also throws batting practice, as Jesse said, on a daily basis. But these catching drills that he puts these guys through, he's like a it's, drill instructor. Yeah, it's fun. It's awesome. Um, I Obviously, I just watched from, I just watched them do it because I, you know, the, the two catchers we have, you know, Tyler and Tucker, they're, they're outstanding and um you know you watch i watch them you know i've really gotten to watch tucker work every day um since i was called up to the big leagues and it's you know there's a reason why he's a two-time gold glover man you know that guy works he works his ass off and he's and he's prepared and um you know and it just goes into what you were saying like they work really really hard yeah. and it's just it's just really really cool to watch yeah no doubt about that all right i've been wanting to ask you this but we don't have access to the clubhouse which is probably good and bad for you guys well i you know i speaking on that like you know definitely do you know miss seeing you around the clubhouse um for sure i just want to say that you know everybody involved I appreciate that um you know it's there is that is a, a part of the game that you know it's uh you know, damn, like Jim used to come in, you know, the nice smile on your face and we don't get to see that anymore, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I also take uh, verbal abuse in there, like which you do a lot as well. I think we have that in common. Actually, we get picked on a lot in that regard. And I know you dish it out a lot too, but I do miss Jim, being I, I, Jim, I don't know if I want to be, you know, categorizing that with you in that anymore. I think you, you know, I think you take enough of it. You know, I, 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 I don't know, Jim, I don't know if I want to be just, you know, automatically thrown in that category with you. I think you're, you're reaching out looking for a little, you know, partner in crime in that. And I don't think I'm there for you. I'm not, I don't want to be your crutch anymore. Jim. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We will officially sever ties right here publicly. <laughs> and you know what? Now that I think about it, Jim, maybe I do enjoy not you not being in the clubhouse. Now that I think about it, maybe, maybe it's better off without you in there. Oh, man. It's a, an official divorce. Oh, man. I'll tell you what. All right. Thank, thank you, Jesse, for joining us on the podcast. I have much more to ask if you may allow me. That was beautiful, by the way. Well played. Well played. <laughs> I've been wanting to ask you this. The, you're in the batter's box. The lean back. Okay. Yep. Where did it come from? Why do you do it? Yeah. Um, it kind of started, obviously, last season. I just, mm-hmm. it. I started doing it. I was in the cage in Cleveland. I was DHing. And... I was just, you know, for me, I was, I was trying to feel something. Um, 
and I started, I, I just kind of started leaning back and it. And to be honest with you, it felt, it felt really, it, it felt really good. Um, so right after Cleveland, we went to Milwaukee and I was kind of doing it there and it was the same kind of thing. It was, I was kind of trying to feel something out. And then when we came back home, it was more of a, more of a lean actually backward. And, you know, I just, I like how it makes me feel. I like the the position it puts me in. It puts me, I feel like it helps me get to a consistent hitting position. Um, and I, like I said, I, it kind of just goes back to, I just feel like it gives me my best chance. Um, so I, I like it. I like how it makes me feel in the box. Um, and it just, you know, it's a comfort. It's a, I believe when as a hitter, you want to be as comfortable as you can and be as relaxed as you can. And, and that lean back, it's just a very natural thing for me. You know, it's not, I don't force it. To be honest with you, I don't even think about it. I'm kind of just standing and leaning back um, and it's comfortable. So I, I, you know, I, I like it. <laughs> and that's, and that's that. That's interesting. Was this the same? I correct me if I'm wrong. You took a walk in Cleveland, and you were—you might have been scuffling a little bit. And someone on the team said, "Up, oh, there's the walk. That's the sign. He's seeing the ball now." And then he took off. Is that the same series, or am I misremembering that? I think I think it was that series. I I believe I walked. Uh, I think it was against Clevenger. I want to say it was against Clevenger. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, th- I, I think, I think we're talking about the same thing. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in hitting and, and everything, you know, you're always, you're always, you know, making little, little things, you know, little adjustments, you know, guys pitch you differently, series to series, game to game, you know, at bat to at bat. So you're always kind of making little adjustments. And that one was just kind of like a natural thing that I just, I kind of just started doing, you know? Um, yeah. Like That's I said, I just, I just kind of like, I like how it feels. And, and then I definitely like how um, I like the position I, I can get into from that, you know? And I think, you know, hitting, you just want to feel comfortable and you want to feel strong. And then, you know, I feel like if you can feel those two things, then, um, you know, I, I like, I like your, I like my, I like my chances. If I feel comfortable and strong, then I like my chances of, you know, being able to put the barrel on the ball. And then, you know, like I said earlier, everything else after that is, is out of our control. You know, yeah. you can't help it if you hit like a absolute rocket at a Colton Wong, you know, and he makes a, a highlight play and throws you out. You know, that's all part of it. Right. Um, but I just feel like if you can give yourself the best chance for success, you know, um, then whatever that may be for you as a, as a hitter, you're going to you're going to want to try to repeat that. Right. Yeah. Your evolution as a hitter. Now, when you. The, the first few years in the bigs, you were very selective. You worked the count. Not that you don't work the count now because you you still do. And you have a very um, good knowledge of the strike zone. But you've also been very aggressive on first pitches this season. Was that a conscious choice that maybe you're going to get the best pitch uh, on the first pitch, at least on particular pitchers? Because you've swung at a lot of first pitches and, and have had success. I, I don't think so. I just think um... – I just think I want to be aggressive mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and I want to, I want to get a good pitch that I can hit really hard. And if that, you know, if that's the first one or if that's the eighth one, you know, I think, like I said, it kind of goes back to what I said earlier. That's, that's kind of out of our control as well. Right. So I just, as, I, I just feel like my job is just to be ready and be, and be very competitive and be, and be aggressive and just try to get, you know, get my, um, 
get my best swing off as many times as I can and then, you know, live with, uh, live with the result, you know, you know, and, uh, if there's a a part in the game that calls for something different, you know, whether that's getting a runner over or getting a guy in from third with less than two outs, you know, you adjust, you know, you adjust to things that happen in the game and you adjust to scenarios in the game when you're walking up there. But I think, um, for me, I want to, I want to be, you know, when we're on offense, I want to, I want to be aggressive and I want to, you know, I want to, um, I want to try to drive the ball. All right. Well, your uh, maturity as a hitter is very obvious on the field, and you've improved defensively. That's obvious as well on the field, and I know you've worked hard at that. Uh, there's been some other players that have said that you have matured as a person as well. For instance, Kyle Farmer recently said, I've never seen a person mature more in three years than Jesse Winker. What do you think they mean? And he's not the only one. What do you think they mean when they're saying that? Um, to be honest with you, Jim, I think hearing that from my teammates is, um, for me, that's what matters the most. Um, because it's taken for me, it's, it's, um, how do I want to word this? That means the most to me because I think that's what I've worked the most on is just becoming just a better person overall. Um, so yeah, the fact that, you know, I, and I'm, I'm not perfect by any means, you know, I still, I still have plenty of, I still make, you know, my fair share of blunders, but I think what I can speak on is that I notice them now, you know, and I feel like I can correct myself um, I'm more aware of other of other people and, and their feelings. Um, and I just I kind of just want to want to be there if I can. Um, and I I wouldn't have made this progression without my teammates, I think, is what I want to be known is that um, I wouldn't be able to like those things wouldn't be able to be said about me without them. So if I didn't have them. I'd still be a very immature person. You know, there's been a lot of patience with me and there's been a lot of um, kind of arm over the shoulder moments to help me out um, from, from, from the guys in that clubhouse, you know, farmer farmers, one of them. I've learned a lot from Kyle farmer. Thankful for him. We actually share the same birthday too, which is pretty cool. Um, so I'm very thankful for those guys. Um, and, and the fact that he said that, that just, you know, that just means the most to me, I think, because, uh, I really, I've, uh, I've tried really hard to become a a better person on and off the field. And, uh, the fact that he can see that. And he said that that means a lot to me. It just means I'm, you know, I'm, I'm headed in the right direction. So, you know, like I said, nobody's ever a a perfect painting. Um, but I just want to keep going. Right. For sure. Do you yeah. feel like that you have matured in the way that you handle yourself on the field as well? Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I I definitely think that. I mean, like I said, you're nobody's perfect, right? You're going to still have your moments where. Believe me, I'm. Uh, I lead the the world in that. Not yeah, being but perfect. I, I just think. Um, I just think I look at things differently now. Um, 
I'm able to kind of turn the page and go on to tomorrow. I don't hang on to the the previous day as much as I, as I once did. Um, and I, I lean, I lean on the guys in the clubhouse to, to help me and to help guide me and to learn from. Right. And that's what this is about. I used to, I used to think, um, I don't, I don't know how I used to think, but I knew how I, how I once was thinking when I first came into the big leagues wasn't, wasn't right, you know, and, and you kind of just try to, to cover it up and, and then it all eventually reveals itself. Right. And, right. um, I just think I, I, I look at things now more from like, I, uh, I try to look at the whole picture. I just don't try to look at myself. You know, I try to, you know, because actions for every action you have as a person, there's reactions. Right. And, and when you're only thinking about yourself, you, you're not really thinking about what you're doing and how it could be affecting or what you're saying or, or whatever might happen, how it could affect other people. Um, so I think just being more aware of that has, has helped. Right. And, 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 um, and just knowing that this, it's, it's not all about yourself. And, you know, when it, in regards to me um just speaking about myself like it's not all about me um once i realized that um that then i think i think i was able to make progress you know well i've definitely seen the progress uh whether it just and again i'm not in the clubhouse but just your body language just demeanor uh it's just difference there's just just a difference now you you talked about over um you know, arm over shoulder moments. Wade Miley actually discussed one. He was on this podcast not long ago and actually discussed one that he had with you. I would love for you to listen to his comment if you don't mind. Um, yeah. And just react to it. So here's what Wade said on this podcast. And then, like, in serious situations, somebody comes and asks me about how they're acting or, or what they think. Um, they should do. I can throw throw a thing out with with Jesse Winker. I hope he doesn't mind me saying this. Last year, I mean, I'm not even pitching, so it's, I'm, I was hurt. I was on the DL, and there was some controversy about how he was staring at people and how he was like causing. And, he, and I, there was no like intent for for him to like start anything with guys. That's just ha- kind of how he was or what he was doing. And he, and I remember him asking me like, "You have a problem with that?" And I was like, "I'm gonna be honest with you, Jesse. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't personally like it." Like, it would frustrate me a little bit. And the information I wanted to get over to him was like, it makes me want to get you out that much more. So why would you do that? And I think he really took that to heart. And he's, he's thanked me since then because it doesn't, make, it doesn't make much sense to, like, create, like, tension with somebody, especially opposing pitcher. Like, in no way did, that, did he feel that he was showing anybody up. But guys are going to take it that way. Yeah. And in turn, now that puts a target on your back. Now, every time I face you for the rest of my career, I'm going to do – I'm, I'm going to go even more to try to, to, to try to embarrass you, to try to get you out. You know what I mean? To try right. – and, and I said, don't do that, Jess. Like, just like just dominate. The, you're an unbelievable hitter. You're a great baseball player. Just do do that. Like, let that do the talking for you. And um, I've noticed a difference this year. I thought it was very interesting. Uh, do you remember having that conversation with Wade? Yeah. Um for sure i we were standing right outside the weight room by the 
we have like a little cooler of waters right there, like in between the training room and weight room. And we were talking right there. And, um, yeah, that's one right there. And I feel like, <laughs> you know, I feel like, um, Wade was a hundred percent right. And, uh, you know, I remember Jay Bruce said something very similar to me. I remember I was actually sitting in this hotel in St. Louis at the same time. I think Wade said it. And then a couple of days later, Jay Bruce uh, reached out and said something very similar. And for me, it was just, um, I think Wade nailed it. And I wasn't, and I was telling you like, there's a perfect example of how an action could get a reaction. And, um, you know, it, it was, uh, it was something that, you know, like Wade said, there, the intent behind it wasn't, um, wasn't like what was being perceived, right. but that doesn't matter, you know, cause it's not like anybody's going to stop in the middle of a game and say, Hey, why are you doing this? You know? Yeah. Um, so it was a great conversation for me. It was a great learning moment for sure. Um, and I, like I said, I'm just lucky that, you know, there's a guy like Wade Miley in there to give me his, give me his honest opinion and, um, and help me out through something like that. And, you know, it was, uh, it was a good learning moment for me for sure. And, um, I'm, I'm actually happy that he shared that, you know, because, uh, I think, um, I think I needed to hear that in that moment. And I definitely needed that guidance, so I'm I'm appreciative of that. Well, that is uh, that is great that you think that. I I wasn't sure if I should play that for you, but I'm glad that you are glad that he put it out there because I, I I've noticed the difference. Those that have you know been around you, and it's not like you were some bad person before. So people don't get the wrong perception here. You just grow as a person. Heck, heck, I'm at my age. I'm still growing, and I still need people to kick me in the butt. And I have had people tell me, "Stop being a jerk about this or that." So we all need. I, it. Yeah, I think I think so. It's just I think for me, it was just, um, you know, it was like it. It was just like I don't know. I just, I think I put a lot of focus and attention on the wrong things. And, you know, when you do that, you could kind of lead yourself down a rabbit hole of like caring about the wrong things and, you know, life happens, right. And and things happen in your life and, and, um, it kind of changes your perspective and, uh, yeah, man. And so on top of that, um, you know, having certain things happen, and then having great teammates has, you know, has really helped me kind of mature as a person and look at things differently and be able to to kind of look at it from a not just a short term, like look more at the long term game um, of everything and, and, and actually be able to be like, OK, you know, not be able to micromanage everything and not second guess anything, just be able to kind of just be happy and um and it's been it's been a very nice growth process for me, and um, I'm looking forward to kind of just keep going because, like I said, you're never complete by any means. Um, but the fact that you know there's guys in there that are saying that, like I said, Jim, that just means the that just really means the most out of everything is is that um, because it is something that 
I wanted to change and I was just sick of kind of having a certain, um, I was kind of just sick of the way I was handling things to be honest with you. And I was sick of, uh, I was just sick of it. I was like, all right, this, this, this has to go, you know, it's just, it was making me a, just not fun. You know, it just, it just wasn't, it was just making it not fun. And, and, um, I just think overall it's made me a better, a better person, a, a better, a better brother, better teammate, better son. So, uh, I'm happy about that. Well, I know that uh, the opinion of your teammates really matters. I can tell in your answer. And you, you mentioned your brothers and just the conversations I've had with you before. I believe you're the youngest brother. Is that correct? For uh, sure. The um, youngest. I imagine that there's only, beyond your parents, of course, there, there's only other opinions that matter more than your teammates, and that would be your brothers. Yep. Did you have was... any conversations with them about that? I know you want to be make your brothers proud, et cetera. For sure. I, I just think, you know, uh, um, I've talked with my, I've talked to both my brothers every day, but, um, yeah, man, I mean, they, I've talked to them about it and, but it wasn't really on anybody else. This was something that I, I had to do. You know, my brothers are great people. Um, they're, they're awesome guys you know, and they both have their stuff going on to day to day life. So even though they're there for me at, at any moment, at any drop of the hat, they're there. Um, this was something that I felt like I needed, I needed to, I needed to fix and, and I needed to, to kind of get an outside source, you know, because I, I, I needed to do this and there's, <laughs> so, um, and I know they're proud of that because they tell me that and they can see it. And that's, um, and that's something that, that I value as well. And, um, yeah, so they've been a huge help. I'm very thankful for them. I actually, I talked to Bob Holtzman the other day and I'm going to be honest with you. I started crying because he asked me a question about him. Uh, so, so yeah, man, I think just overall, I know they're happy for me and um, I'm very thankful for them. Very, very thankful for them. That's great. By the way, Bob, uh, Bob's doing stuff for the uh, players association now. So yeah, he uh, is. Cincinnati he guy. Is. He does a great work by the way. So he, yeah. he got you emotional. Wow. That's uh, I can hear it in your voice. Now you were like holding back. So you didn't want to cry two times in one week. I understand. I mean, yeah, I can't, I can't, every time I do an interview, I can't keep crying. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, Bob does great work, believe me. Uh, That's awesome that he's doing something with you. Well, sometimes these conversations just blow me away. Very revealing convo. And we'll get back to more of it after this message from Western and Southern Financial Group. You've joined an elite group, the Homeowners Club. On top of all the work around your new house, now you may need life insurance to help protect your family and your new investment. At Western and Southern Life, we translate what's complicated and make life insurance simple. So when you're between home improvement projects, talk to one of our financial translators. To get started, visit us at westernsouthern.com life and connect with a representative today. Compensated endorser, Western and Southern Life Insurance Company, Cincinnati, Ohio. In that regard, I 
I even said, I think I said this on the air, when you got the curtain call and you got that little <laughs> tribute in, in left field when you hit three home runs in the same game, um, you were emotional talking about it. And if I were to, a year ago or two years ago, line up the entire team and you ask me to pick, all right, who would get emotional and who wouldn't, you would have been one of the last ones I would choose then. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But the, you, you got emotional about that tribute. And I thought that that was a tremendous growth moment for you because we all need to get emotional and you can't hold it in. I just thought that was awesome. Yeah, um, it was really cool. Uh, my whole family was there. Um, and never in my life did I ever think I'd receive a curtain call. You know, people chanting your name. Uh especially in Cincinnati, it's this is the team that drafted me and I came up through the, the, the minor leagues here. And it was just a really cool mid season full circle moment for me. Like it would all hit me so fast, you know, during that game, during the, the post game. And, you know, you think about hitting with your dad, hitting with your brothers. And this is just, we're talking about one game, but it was just really cool. And, um, you know, for the fans to uh, to do that, it was such an honor and it's something I'll never forget. Um, but, yeah, everything was kind of just you could you could see that everything. I, 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 I remember the moments where I wasn't really thinking about I couldn't believe it just happened. Like I hit the third home run and I couldn't believe it. And then going back out to the field, you just started thinking about everything that kind of got you there and you know i'm waving to my parents and thankful for them it was just crazy man i still have no words for it like and i think that's the uh that's the best way to describe it is i i you know i'm just thankful and there's really no words <laughs> well besides a a walk-off celebration curtain calls curtain calls might even trump that they're they're so special and they're so cool in baseball i mean there's nothing more iconic than a player tipping his cap to the fans and the yeah. fans wanting you to come out for a curtain call. There's nothing more special than that. It's just a great moment. I'm so glad you got it. And I, I'm going to say it right here. This will not be your last. I appreciate that. And it's, um, like I said, it's something that you dream of as a kid, right? Like you dream yeah. of, you know, a moment like that. And it, it happened. Like it was a dream of mine as a kid that literally happened. And um, the fact that it happened at home in Cincinnati, you know, I remember Sean Casey saying my name at the draft, like all these things, like these moments in my life were just playing through my head at the end of this baseball game. And it just like those, those emotions just, they just came out like, you know, so I'm definitely very thankful for that. Oh, it was awesome. Listen, you missed, you mentioned Jay Bruce. I, I don't want to ask you about your relationship with him because I don't want to get you emotional more. We've spoken about <laughs> enough emotional stuff here. But he he did say you're the little brother that he never had, which I know has to mean the, the world to you. But he was also on this podcast recently, very recent. And we had talked about earlier that him are you trying to convert his kids to Bills fans? And he said, "Oh no, they're fully converted. They're yeah, like no, there, there's no trying. I mean, they're full fledged <laughs> Bills fans. Like, I think this off season when I go to Beaumont, um, which by the way, I want to mention something. Jay took me duck hunting last year for the first time in my life, 
and I'm a big fan of duck hunting now. So <laughs> really? shout out, shout out all the ducks because I'm coming for you. Um, <laughs> I saw a picture of you guys in, you know, all the garb. And... Yeah, we were in full uni. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what it's called. Waiters, maybe. I don't know. I don't know the lingo yet. I need to start learning. Um, maybe Googling. But then will they know that I'm a Google hunter? So then I won't be as cool. Google hunter. So, yeah. You know, so I'm just going to try to pick it up on the fly, I think. Um, you know, Jim, I these ducks move so fast. I don't know if you've ever been. I haven't been. Ducks, ducks fly. First off, they fly together. Yeah. Um, ducks fly together. That's Mighty Ducks, Jim. Um, but... <laughs> They uh they move so fast. So I, I want to go duck hunting in Boma, and I want to go up to Georgia and go duck hunting with Farmer. So I want to uh, I want to shoot some ducks. <laughs> These trips, the Boma, you do one like at least once in off season, right? Boma yeah. is where Jay lives. By the way, people don't know. Yeah, there's a um. There's been a couple of off seasons where I've missed, you know, I had shoulder surgery in 18 and I mm-hmm. couldn't make it out to Beaumont, but there's been like one or two that I've missed. But yeah. Usually every year I go down to Beaumont and just and hang out with Jay. I've gotten to, uh, you know, I've gotten to see Beaumont and meet all, of, all of Jay's friends there. And it's just, uh, it's cool, man. It's a very, very awesome brand of people. Um, they're, they're great people. there, salt of the earth people. And, um, you know, whether it's Jay's, uh, Jay's golf tournament, or if it's just a, a weekend in Beaumont to go duck hunting, man, I really enjoy it. And, um, you know, we just hang out and we just, you know, we talk about whatever and it's just cool. He's, he's been a great, he's been a great friend. And, um, yeah, so everybody in Beaumont, I'm thankful for them and I appreciate them. Well, he said you, uh, converting his kids to bills fans you actually spent some money on this you're buying them gear it's been a which is always a, well, if you're gonna go a, for the kids buy some gear yeah so this isn't like a year or two thing i mean it's been whew. i mean they've got some bills gear over over in that household i tell you i think last year i got them like monster remote control bills monster trucks oh wow or like cars are like I forget what they were. See, now that's earning it right there. You got that. Yeah. And, you know, Jay will send me a, Jay will send me a video of his, of his boys saying, go bills. And then it's all worth it. You know, it's worth it. (laughs) Well, he says his three-year-old is literally the one that he's like, is all in that he foresees diving through tables like bills fans. Yeah. 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 Max is, Max is going through a table and I'm going to probably go with him. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever done it? Uh, that, that's going to remain classified. Just know that, (laughs) just know that the Winkers and the Buffalo Bills are like peanut butter and jelly, that they go hand in hand and wings on Sunday, Bills football. It's a thing. Every game is watched. And, um, yeah. And it's my cousins too. It's my, it's my whole family. It's like, it's a big deal. It's not just us, like the city of Buffalo really gets behind this football team. It's fun to be a part of. I think they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. I'm all in on them winning the Super Bowl. Wow. I think I already have a bet in. So nice. I'm, I'm ready. 
I'm ready. Well, I showed you eating wings with a Bill's helmet on that you put on, I believe, Instagram. Yeah. We showed that on the air. That's hilarious. Is that how far it goes? You've got a, folks, he's got a Buffalo Bills helmet on, which is a legit helmet. It's not like some fake helmet. No. Yeah. You got this chin strap. Not the middle of the mall football helmet. It's like the (laughs) legit one. Yes. And you're eating wings with it on. I mean, it doesn't get more fandom than that. I mean, that's it right there. Like I said, it's just, you know, every Sunday growing up, that's what we did. Um, we would we would literally play wiffle ball in the front yard up until one o'clock. And then we would watch the Bills game. And, you know, it's like that was our that's that's what we did. And um, that's what we continue to do. You know, I don't live too far from my parents back in Florida. And on Sundays we watch the Bills. And um, this year, I'm looking forward to getting up there for some home games. Oh, um, look out. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> there won't be any video of me jumping through a table, but I can't make a guarantee that I won't be jumping through a table. You know, it's something that yes. I just can't make. I can't make any promises, Jim. I can't. I love it. Right. I love it. It's got to be on video. Or at least yep. don't, don't well, put it on social media. you got to have the video for your. My brother and I are still undefeated in beer pong. Really? So, I'm sure we've lost, but the thing is I don't drink the beer, so I'm just there for the for the throwing of the ball into the cup. Um <laughs> your brother drinks the beer? Yeah, my brother drinks the beer. <laughs> I'll have one or two, but I he went to college, I did it, so he knows how to drink beer. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I on on your I think it's on your baseball reference page. It says nickname the bird. Or somewhere, yeah. I, maybe MLBs. I saw it somewhere. Well, what's the bird? You're right. So uh, that's what that's what we always called my mom growing up was bird. We didn't call her mom. We called her bird. And that's because my dad Nick, gave her that nickname. And I forget the story as to why. But, you know, when you have three boys and they're all young and pranksters and they hear about the nickname your dad called your mom, it's like, that's just what we started calling her. We just started calling her bird and bird. And it's a cool nickname. So one of that that year, I uh, I just thought it'd be cool to kind of, you know, I know she has the jersey, and it, it was just a cool little tribute to uh, to Mom Wink. Um, and uh, yeah, I know. I think I think she appreciated that. It was just cool. It was just a cool little thing to be able to do. And then a lot of people thought it was a tribute to Larry Bird, because <laughs> uh, I'm number thirty three, but it right. wasn't. It's, it's just the nickname we we, it's the it's the nickname we uh we called our mom our whole life. So it was just cool to be able to do that. You know, the classic one would have just been putting wink. Yeah. But I thought it'd be cool to switch it up and put bird. Oh, I think that's much more cooler than Larry Bird. It's your mom. That's, yeah, you know, it's it's the, mom. So nothing it, better it than really that. Cool. No, there is nothing better than that. It, it's way cooler than she's way cooler than Larry Bird. Um. So yeah, I just thought it was a. It was a cool thing to do, and I know it, it was something that meant a lot to me, and I know it meant a lot to her. So, wow. you know, we—I'll speak for my brothers on this one. We would be nowhere without her. So, yeah. Um. So yeah, we're all very thankful. Wink. Now it's Doe Wink. What, what do you think of Doe Wink? You know, I don't care. <laughs> I've heard I, a I've, lot. Yeah, it's it's perfect. I call me whatever you want. It's it's great. <laughs> um. 
I don't care. By the it's way, fun. I didn't make it up. I was misidentified in years past that I came up with this nickname, Dull Wink, and I did not. Just for the record. It's, it's uh, even if you did, Jim, I wouldn't be mad at you. <laughs> I, I appreciate that, Jesse. We've come full circle in this relationship here on, on one podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> if you came up with a gym, we'd, we'd have a verbal disagreement. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been fun to watch you grow as a hitter, as a person, everything, all the above. And you're, you deserve the success. You are so fun to watch hit. I mean, you're like... You and Castellanos, when you guys come up, it's like, you, no, don't tune away. You don't know what's going to happen. And it's been fun to watch. I appreciate that. And thank you. And, and thank everybody. I want to thank everybody for all the support. You know, we, um, we're, we're all bummed that the reopening day got postponed, but we're looking forward to everybody being in the stands for sure. Yeah. Um, and getting that ballpark rocking. So I can't wait to see everybody. Jesse, thank you so much, man. Good luck uh, the rest of the season. We will be watching and following. Sounds good. I'll be in touch. All right. That is Jesse Winker, everyone. Thanks for hanging out with us here on a very revealing episode and a special episode in my eyes of the Gym Day podcast. And we will see you next time. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team.